That's all, Alex. Good sis. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of It's a Debate Podcast, a podcast started by a group of friends who met at Howard University um, and have loved each other ever since. On this podcast, we pick a topic, a popular topic, um, and we have two people pick both sides of it, an unpopular side and then the popular side. And from that, we are going to debate and talk about what do you think? What's the vibes? My name is Alex. I am originally from the great state of North Carolina. Shout out to Durham, North Carolina, the Bull City. Um, I am an engineer by trade, but I've traced after my dream to be a prosthetist, which is what I'm doing now. I am also your resident bartender. Shout out to the Crafted Soul. I will be bringing you curated cocktails very soon. Let's meet the rest of the girls. Lindsay, this glow you're giving us, please tell us about yourself. And I'm so glad you called me first because when you said prosthesis, I'm not going to tell you what I thought. <laughs> I am a prosthetist. I a make prosthetic limbs. <laughs> I don't be in the streets. I don't right. be in the streets. You know, so, if you did, that'd be okay too. <laughs> no shame. Like, no shaming. No shaming. Back no to shaming. you, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. My name is Lindsay Rutledge. I am from outside of 285, Latonia, Georgia, by way of Henry County. Um, what else I'm supposed to say? Oh, okay. I'm an educator. Uh, among many other things, I've been a dance teacher. Body roll the pool if you want to drop some weight or become finer than what you already are. Because, baby girl, you're doing it already. Our um, resident fitness expert in the group. <laughs> I don't know about fitness, but you see that collarbone. We can try to keep right. Um, so, yeah, that's me. These are my friends. Love them. Still in Atlanta. I actually live inside of 285 now. Um, I enjoy it. And, yeah, that's me. ITP in the perimeter. I learned that. I learned that. <laughs> Since we're here with it, Miss Alana, why don't you introduce yourself to the group? Hey, y'all. My name is Alana. I am from Delaware, but I am now, um, living in the great state of Georgia. OTP, though. I am not inside the perimeter. Um, prices are a little too high to be owning. Anyway, I am <laughs> a mother. I am a wife. I am a goddamn housewife at this point because Ooh. I got set up with the okie doke during quarantine, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> hey, Rhodes. And <laughs> hey, Rhodes. <laughs> I love you, son. <laughs> um, besides that, um, I am a lover of nature from a distance. I am an environmental <laughs> policy consultant by trade. And um, yeah, I am here to whoop Tenna's ass for this interview. Oh, oh my, oh my. We're not there yet. But wait, okay. wait, wait. <laughs> I want to go back, host, hostess with the mostest, because I forgot to share my favorite memory of, of the group. And it's always somebody. It's always somebody. I just want to say it real quick, because we're actually still trying to figure out, even though we know the truth, this person will never admit it. Um, they actually, our freshman year, broke somebody's hamper. Who hangs in somebody's hamper with their feet up in the air dangling? Ridiculous for that. Page is start, so starts with a T. Starts with a T ends with an A. Oh my God. <laughs> Christina, so please be the voice Allen, of reason. And she's over oh, it. So all I need y'all to do 
is to take a deep breath and get the fuck over it because Ashley don't care no more. Queen don't care. I need y'all to let this go. We're not letting it go. Never let it go. Christina, please, please tell us about yourself. What's up, y'all? It's Christina, aka Christy. Um, I'm originally from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Moved around a lot in Georgia since, but currently residing in north of the A. Um, I am back. I have a background in computer science, master's in information systems. Um, was doing software testing for a bit, and then moved on to healthcare and venturing to see where that leads me. Sweet. And in my spare time, I do a plethora of artistic things. She's our resident <laughs> chef. So, I mean, already we got a chef, a bartender, fitness. There you go, from Chris with Love. Uh, well, trying well, out well. different recipes. Uh, do West African dance mostly. A little bit of Central and uh, East in there sometimes. And yeah. Wait, talk about Lindsay. I was about to do the same thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all are stupid. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell the people up? about yourself. Um, so my name is Tiani Sims. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and every day I plot world domination. Um, I'm gonna achieve that goal through education, you know, one young impressionable mind at a time. But uh yeah, check me out. The children of the future. Okay, sorry, but everybody shaking their head when Tiani was like, I plot world domination. Yes, everybody mm-hmm. went like <laughs> That seems accurate. That seems very accurate, actually. It is very crazy. I say that to myself all the time. So when y'all agreed, I was like, what the fuck do they know that? (laughs) It just, it seems on brand. It seems very accurate. And since you're in the middle of the screen, my beautiful love, Miss Paige, tell us about yourself. Hey, guys. I am Miss Paige. I am from the DMV area, currently living in Philadelphia. I'm a mechanical engineer by education, but I'm currently a packaging engineer. I too am a mother to a Boston Terrier. Um, <laughs> his name is Chef, and that's about Where it. Yet, though, Metro PCS is <laughs> wow, 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 wow. He's in my heart, and that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he lives with my parents, but so. But so <laughs> they gain custody. As you can see, we are a very well-rounded, loving group of individuals. <laughs> and last but not least, yeah. Kim Go. Wow. 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 She my ten on my love. Waiting for this means noted. Nope. Noted. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna be next on the whoop ass list. I see. It's fine. It's fine. Tenna, my love, please tell us about yourself. I'm Tenna. Um, these girls call me Beans. I Beans. am a lover. I'm a fitness enthusiast. I am mother to Gloria. I am wife to John. Ooh. I am a sister to those on the call. And I'm just happy to be here. And I'm from the DMV area, but currently reside in the Houston area with my girl Tiani. And I'm a chemical engineer. And that's it. And she's beautiful, guys. She's gorgeous. Girls, pop and sis. Pop. Look at them curls. Catch the swoop. Catch Do y'all see that the part? Swoop. Yeah, it's the part for me. It's the, it's part, the part for me. For me. The key is you don't go straight. You gotta loop. 
a little card. Yeah, a bit. I think I need a part. <laughs> What? What? Okay. So, for our first debate today, we're going to be talking about the oh so juicy. Is salary a necessary and important factor when determining whether you and your partner are equally yoked? All right. Now, I know summer's coming up. We're looking for our husbands and our wives. So, we need to know is salary important? Now, on our affirmative side, we have Tina, who is arguing that it is important. And on our opposing side, we have Miss Alana, who says it is not important. All right, which one we're gonna go with? Let's see what the ladies have to say. All right, ladies. I'm gonna start by giving you some spiritual evidence and we're gonna follow it up with some statistical evidence. So equally yoked, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, okay? Amen. That scripture is speaking more to the morality, but mm-hmm. let's just focus on what is a yoke, okay? It's not an egg yoke, as some may believe. A yoke is the wooden, basically, beam between two oxen when they're farming. Okay. Let me point you also to the scripture. My yoke is easy and my burden is light or my burden is light my yoke is easy I don't remember but you know what I'm trying to say and in that God is basically saying my yoke is easy meaning if you hold my burden it will be light if you go through my path life will be easy okay so that yoke what we're talking about it's really referring to how much work you're doing and you are going to do more work when you are with someone who's not aligned with you now that's the spiritual Let's get to the statistics. <laughs> Come on, papers. And these statistics, they're so alarming, guys. Okay. First of all, according to the census, the average marriage age is 30.5 for men and 28 for women. Oh meaning at the point that right, meaning at the point that you get married, we are not young. We're, we're set in our lifestyles, okay? We're not young, but like you are not, you can no longer use the excuse of I'm getting myself together because you're there, okay? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> the median personal income for the US for a full-time employee is $38,000. The devil is The alone. median household income for the US is 68 to 75K. I kept getting ans- different answers, but we'll go with 75K. That's two people for their household with their kids, 70, 75K. The median mortgage payment is $1,500 a month. The, me- the, the cost for a child, it depends. Um, they say that the average is 13K, but the median is 6K, right? A- average is everybody median represents more of the the average person I guess so between six and 13k so when I looked at the cost of mortgage and the cost of a kid monthly and I factored in taxes if the average household makes 75k after they pay just for the house and their child care they have 2k left per month that's car notes that is food that is recreational activities and that is very difficult 
to build any wealth off of. And what by wealth, I mean savings and I mean retirement. 2K per month for everything. So it's just so hard to bring generational wealth for the most of Americans, okay? Now, on top of that, I found that the median to average debt was 2,500 to 6,300. That's consumer debt per person. So it's like, even if you are at that median, you still are carrying $6,500 uh, of debt. Now, this is the most alarming part. The average income for a college grad is 65K, mm -hmm. okay? That's not what I thought it was gonna be. I, I thought it would be higher, but it's 65K. If you make 65K, this is where the stats get alarming, ladies. You're in the 20th percentile of earners for the US, mm -hmm. okay? If you are a black woman making 65K, you are in the 11th percentile. That's crazy, right? That's dumb, okay? The average income for someone without a degree is 30K, okay? Now, now here's where I'm really gonna blow your mind. If you are a black woman with a college degree, a millennial, and you make six figures, for that demographic, you are in the top two percentile. I can believe that. Right? Yeah. If you make 75K, you are the top 5%. That is ridiculous to me. I cannot believe that if you just make 75K as a Black woman, and I'm catering these stats of Black women because that's who we are, you are in the top 5%. Why do I bring up all these statistics? It's to sober us on how close America is to struggling to make the bills meet. It's easy to say that salary doesn't matter, you know, if you make 100K, if you make 200K, that's great to have that perspective. But for the average American, according to these statistics, you are really on the verge of not being able to maintain that lifestyle that you want. And so if you are somehow able to get that college degree and make that 65K, you really are in the top percentile of earners. And it's very important to find someone who has also been able to break through because it's hard to break through. And if you find someone who hasn't broken through, again, that yoke, that burden, you are going to be carrying your family financially. And so I would like to just say that, you know, yoke means how hard are we working together? Equally yoked means that we're doing the same thing together. And these sets show us that it's very difficult statistically to accrue any type of wealth. So if you can, you want someone who can support you on that path. Alana, you okay. ain't gonna beat it, but go ahead, try. <laughs> okay, so Tina, Tina gave us the money, the money rundown. Alana, what you got? Well, that was opposing cute. side. I didn't pull any statistics because I knew my comrade Tenna would work for me. So I just say the background that you pull. I like it. I like it. Um, so I just have a few points to make okay. in regards to this. Um, no, I do not believe that finances is the one determining factor for being equally yoked. That's not the case. And I'm saying this because there are plenty of factors that go into being equally yoked. However, for the sake of this debate, I'm talking about finances, okay? Mm -hmm. So your paycheck 
whether you're the breadwinner or your significant other is the breadwinner. That is not what makes that determination of being equally yoked. So once you're married, because this dating, the ultimate goal is to get married, right? So once you are married <laughs> and you are now sharing finances, this is one household, okay? And if you can't manage your money, I don't care how much money you make. If you can't manage your money and I, and I can, that's not equally yoked, is it not? Amen. Okay, all right, all right. Continuing on. Um, debt. I know you mentioned how much people carry in debt. Now, what if we are the black sheep? What if my household is black sheep where one person does not carry debt at all and the other one does? However, that person who is carrying the debt is the breadwinner of the household. Are we equally yoked? Mm. I think not because all the money is now going towards the debt that needs to be paid. Am I right or am I right? Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> now, my last point I'm going to make mm -hmm. on, no, this is not a determining factor for being equally yoked is household contributions, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm gonna use this example because once you first live together, then get married, then make babies, okay? Ooh. There is more to um, being equally yoked than just bringing home money, okay? Mm. The household has got to be kept up. The babies have got to be tended to. Everybody got to eat. So who cooking dinner? Oh. <laughs> Who's sweeping up the crumbs <laughs> from the children who can't keep the food on the, on the table, oh. okay? So all these things, household contributions, you know what I mean? That goes into it as well. If I make all the money, but I'm not contributing to the household, what, what does that mean? What does my paycheck have to do with taking care of home? Okay. All right. So in conclusion, <laughs> I stand by my point that salary, paycheck, finances on your own does not mean that you will be equally yoked. It does not make a functioning household. Well, all right. So Alana came back with, um, with, with, some, with some points here. And she says, it is not just about the dollar dollar bill. Tina, my man, my girl, what you got? What you got to say? See, the funny thing about this is we started this podcast because we like to argue. So I know how Alana likes to argue. And she knew I was going to come with the facts and I knew she was going to argue with the emotions so I had already prepared for that okay, okay. oh now <laughs> prior it's so turn again though you right got? so I did what not prepare my rebuttal obviously because I didn't know what she was going to say but let me just hit a few points okay. I'm gonna hit one of her points and I'm gonna reiterate one of my points with the say with basically the home contribution thing we both recently just had and then I just screwed up <laughs> no keep going we both recently just had we both recently going. just had kids right Right. I am in love with this little girl. I would love to stay home until I got all my kids into kindergarten. And then once they're in school, um, go back to work. But I can't afford to do that. That's not an option for me because in order for me to contribute in that way, 
I would have to, my partner would have to make more money. Okay. Conversely, to get your kids in school, some people stay at home because they don't make enough money to do daycare, right? So it's just like you're still making these decisions around your finances. And this is getting me back to depending on what lifestyle you want, you need to have the finances to be able to do that. Okay. And then my other thing is I'm still going back to my points because honestly, I feel like Alana didn't refute them which is, it's hard. It is so hard and intentional. Like, it, like we are all educated women with, most of y'all have most, multiple degrees, I, I don't, but that's okay. You guys are not the normal. You have worked really hard to statistically break through. And maybe you guys did not recognize that you represent the top five percentile. I'm sure that you guys had no idea because it doesn't feel like you made it that far. But when you, when you put that in perspective, it's just like y'all have worked your ass off to get here, okay? And then if you marry somebody who cannot allow you to maintain your lifestyle, you're gonna have to put in even more work to get yourself back where you are today. So it's just like, why marry somebody to have to put in more work to maintain your current lifestyle? I wanna marry somebody who is going to enhance or at least help me maintain my lifestyle with the number of kids that I wanna have. So it's like, no matter how you feel about it, like at the end of the day, these are real life things. And in real life, the majority of America is struggling to make it part of the statistics provided in previous <laughs> conversation. Period, <I> period. <laughs> <laughs> And Tennis said, Tennis, Tennis hitting back. She's saying, bump all of that. We we trying to live these lives. Alana, this is this is it. Before we get into this this discussion, what you got? What you got? First of all. Uh oh. <laughs> not first of all. It's not you can say first me. of all if you want to. Oh. <laughs> so I'll say it again. First of all, okay. <laughs> my points were very much valid because Ooh. yes, these statistics are real. However, I'm not looking at statistics when I'm looking at my significant other. I'm looking at what you're bringing to the table and what you can contribute to this table, okay? So that means that not only is your salary a, a factor in determining whether we'll be equally yoked, but your drive, your respect, mm. you not being lazy, mm. and your spending. Because one, I mean... If, if I now am in this situation where I have children, okay? We all know whether you have a child or not, children are expensive. Mm -hmm. Before you even have to consider childcare, them first three months when you home on maternity leave, you still gotta feed them if you're not breastfeeding, so formula. You still gotta change them diapers on average 10 times a day. And I'm saying average because there are some times that they are more than 10 times a day. I have a okay, so Diapers is high as hell, <laughs> okay? And they ain't going down. That price is not going down at all. So waking up in the middle of the night to feed and change that baby when they are crying at three, four, and five o'clock in the morning, okay? Then you need someone who is going to step up and be there to help contribute to the work that needs to be done to maintain this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just using babies as an example because like Senna said, we just dropped the load. So, you know, <laughs> we, we have that idea on the top of our minds, okay? But, but me being equally yoked, 
you just going to work and coming home and bringing home a check is not going to maintain this equal yokedom that we are discussing. <laughs> equal yokedom. Equal yokedom. Yes. Write it down in your dictionary. Okay. So in order to enhance and maintain this lifestyle that I was living pre-husband, pre-boyfriend, pre-baby, whatever the situation may be, I need you to bring more than just your check. Okay. Mm. I'm not saying stay at home and be a bum when I'm only making 50 K and then we got to take care of a household with a baby and all that. But what I'm saying is what you're bringing to the table and what I'm bringing to the table is more than just a check. And I'm done. Um, I was, right. I'm so okay. sorry. I know only one rebuttal, but I just want to say <laughs> that Alana said it's more about what you bring to the table. And I would just like to say, but what table are you eating on? Because you had to pay for that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Got a little that's spicy. It, that's it for me. That's it for me. Spicy. <laughs> so Tina has come with the facts. She's come with the statistics and she has told us it's some dollar dollar bills. We we high dollar ladies and we we got a lifestyle. But then Alana said, hey, babies cost. But also, what, what do you bring into the table other than a paycheck? Because that ain't it. So up next, me and the rest of the ladies, we're gonna we're gonna discuss what we just heard and we're gonna come up with our own conclusions and talk about how we think these ladies did. Stay tuned. I'm ready when you are, Lindsay. Oh, it's already, already recording. Good job. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's roll. All right, guys, we are back. And now we are gonna hear from the rest of the crew. What do we feel about that debate? So we're gonna start with Tenacide, the affirmative. And she argued that salary is an important factor when you're talking about whether we're equally yoked. So Lindsay, what did you think? Do you agree? Well, before I give my opinion, I really would like for Tina to go back to the biblical, spiritual sense of what is the meaning of yoke. I would like for her to repeat that and then I'll follow up with- Okay. My Give us that definition again, Senna. It was a good one. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, unfortunately, I cannot go back to Google to give you a better definition. Matthew 11, <laughs> verse 30. It's Matthew 11, verse it's 30. not the one I'm talking about. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. So okay. that one, that is where people talk about relationships. So that is where it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. That's where people get this idea of yoked in relationships. I believe what Tiani is talking about is where it says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes. But my point is, what is the definition of a yoke? The yoke is, imagine back in old time farming where you had two ox, right? And they probably had a wooden thing across them and then they're tilling the soil. That is a yoke. So when Jesus says in Matthew, like Tiani was saying, um, my yoke is easy what he, and my burden is light. He's basically saying, I'm not trying to overwork you. If you let me put my yoke on you, if you let me control you, if you let me steer your life, it will be easy. So in the, in the, I was making the parallel with uh, the yoke in the relationship is you want to have equal work. You want to have equal burden. So it's like, you don't want to put a, a yoke on an ox and a chicken, right? You want to put a yoke on off as donkey, but yeah, same thing. Yes. Okay. Does that help you, Lindsay? Um, I don't believe that's what she said in the beginning, but yes. Oh. It, it, <laughs> that's um, what she said. That's what I but, said. 
But um, well, I think you gave like more of an explanation. I know that you repeated the scripture, but whatever. Um, so am I saying, am I only talking about tenant or am I talking about both sides? We're just talking about how you felt about tenant's argument right Okay, now. so um, for me, I uh, agree with Tina. And this is, we're not voting yet. I'm just saying what she said. First of all, the statistics were very shocking because I feel like a poor woman every day. And <laughs> I'm in the top 5% or 10%, correct me if I'm wrong, as an African-American with a degree. Um, and to even get that other step, to even probably be in that percent, I had to go back to school. I'm an educator. I've told y'all already. So to even get in that person, I had to go back to school and come more into that. But for me, I do have a lifestyle that I like to live. And I do want somebody who can help me maintain that lifestyle because I like to travel. And honestly, just growing up, I like to do what I want to do. If I want this bag, if I want to go out to eat with my friends, if I want to travel and just be like all right i'm out i want to be able to do that now when you're okay this is going to no this is going to decide when you're not able to do those things and you do become in a relationship i am not married i'm single (laughs) um when you do get with somebody who cannot do those same things it does become a burden and not necessarily a burden where you are feeling, well, you can become to feel kind of like, what the, what the hell, what, like, but it becomes a burden because then you can no longer really do what you want to do because you are now supporting somebody, helping them become whoever it is that they're wanting to be or want to do. And that's okay, but I'm still going to want to do what I want to do is live the lifestyle that I've chosen to live. Um, so the points to the made were great. The statistics, awesome. Okay. Paige, how did you feel about Senna's argument? What do you think? I too feel like a poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> so to be in the top whatever percentage, I need that. God bless. I need that semi. Can we get um <laughs> so <laughs> can we get can we get the statistics for the mail at a later date? Mm. At, at a later date. Do you want me to pull them up right now? Well, well, if you want, you know, but I'll say you don't want to hear those numbers. You do not want to hear those numbers. Did we really gonna be popo? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um yeah, I 100% agree. I like to do what I want to do when I want to do it. So if me and somebody else decides to partner together and you're now bringing me backwards because I have to supplement so much um, for us to either maintain or even just make do, this ain't gonna work, baby. (laughs) Uh, You have to go with God because (laughs) I I cannot. I cannot. Come on, Paige. I cannot. Go with God. Go with God because I cannot. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Paige said you got to go with God, boo-boo. Tiani, what did did you feel? What did you think? 
So I'm like the rest of them. I I wasn't, I'm not shocked by the stats, but that's also because I've looked at something like that before. Um, I teach math. And so I have the students, you know, do lifestyle projects. What type of life do you want to live? Like how much money you want to make? How much money do you think is a lot of money? And because I've done that project so many times, I'm not shocked. I also look at it from a stance of uh, education. How many people did you go to high school with? As opposed to how many of those people actually went to college? As opposed to how many of those people actually finished? As opposed to how many of those people actually went and got like a job that uses their college degree? Like none of those stats um, shocked me at all. I'm not saying I know where I stand amongst people, but I knew I was up there. You know what I'm saying? Also, I think we're glossing over a very big fact, and it's it's something that everybody is not looking at. Your paycheck is not forever. Anything can happen. This pandemic has showed a lot of people. You used to be a provider, but guess what? <laughs> not no more. Now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all got to open your eyes. That paycheck might not be forever. Your industry might be automated. You a truck driver. Tesla said, not no more. Now what? Right. You, we, 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 yes, it is important to be financial, but you have to be, you have to look beyond that because the world is changing. Before That's this real. pandemic, I genuinely thought that, you know, maybe education <laughs> would be automated. But now that I know we are more or less not necessarily teachers, but, you know, big ups to uh, we're big babysitters. It is what it is. We we've come to know that You're we are big, big babysitters. And so now we know that, you know, everybody don't take education seriously. But. That's something you can't automate. Everybody can't say that. Everybody can't say that their industry. So you might love dude and dude might be great, but he might work in an industry that is about to be automated. Mm. Now what? Because you, all of that financial stability is done, is gone. He needs to have more than that to bring to the table. So um, I just wanted to put that out there because we, we just seem to all be overlooking that. That's big facts, too. That's big facts. Yeah, I mean, Alana's doing all of this. It sounds like it goes with her point. <laughs> well, I mean, we you know, discussing I, Alana's point, so I didn't want to go to Alana's point, but when we get there, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you, too. Yes. You so, know, as we're talking, sorry, Alex, to cut you off, but as we're talking, you know what game, I, childhood game I'm thinking about in my head? Mash. Mash. I don't know if y'all remember playing Mash, yeah. but it was like mm-hmm. an apartment. Shack or a house. Or shack or house. Shack or house. And, and you know when you had to put down your the three gallery. Yeah. You didn't choose Joey in your class. You didn't choose Brian. <laughs> by you. you was like Usher, a little piece, and Amarion. Why? Because you know. Because they were beautiful. Not because they had money. It was because oh, they no, were I was beautiful. Thinking about the money. It was both. It was both. <laughs> it was both. But the money but resides. The money. No idea how much money those people made. But the money resides. It was, it was more than I had. And that's how Mary had Little Lamb. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Christy, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in your perspective because you are one of the Aside from our uh, debaters, you are married. So I'm really interested on your perspective on this topic. (laughs) Do you agree with Tina that salary is a factor or an important factor in being equally yoked? So no pressure, (laughs) no pressure at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First, I want big ups Tina for bringing out those stats, right? So I was one that I figured I was at least maybe average just above, but coming fresh out of school, like I didn't think I was in that that top of the percentile. And then um, your statement about 
um, lifestyle and maintaining lifestyle and, um, you know, a lot of us lived alone, at least before getting married. So we had our own, our single paycheck. We have, um, you know, our single activities that we like to do. And we were able to afford those things. Um, now we're talking about bringing a second mouth, a second person like into the household. So there was a lot of, I was alone living by myself for at least like five years or so. That's a long time to maintain habits for yourself, um, spending habits, you know, doing the dinners with friends, doing the trips with friends before thinking about like, oh, there's a second person now. Um, I will say when we get to Alana's, I'll go, I'll go further there. <laughs> Just because of my personal experience where me and my husband's uh, salaries has actually switched. So that's why I do feel more on the, you know, there's other things outside of salary. Salary is not the top anymore. Um, in the beginning, I was making more as far as like a nine to five, like a uh, corporate job. I was making more. Okay, be so And now switch. <laughs> <laughs> now we switch, switch industries. And so now he's actually making more. Um, so then we have to think about, okay, drive and what else are we bringing to the table? So for instance, he does a lot of freelance. He's always been the person that does like 10 things at one time. And like some of those are creative and still in thinking process. And at least three of them are also other sources of income. So um, in that sense, I would kind of disagree with the point that Tina was arguing today. Um, just the fact that I have had that switch in salary and what we're bringing to the table um, and had had to take a humble seat down, right? <laughs> when yeah. that switch. Uh, so I do feel like there's more than just salary um, when we talk about being equally yoked. Okay. So before we switch to Alana's um, perspective, because I'm going to start with you, Christy, on it. Does anyone have anything else to say about tennis? I guess I'll save my commentary to the end. Um, Does anybody else want to explain why I won that argument, or are we good? Well, we didn't say you won, <laughs> yes, we I ain't heard nobody vote. vote. We say how we okay. <sighs> so Christy, we're going to switch over to Alana. So Alana argued that Salary is not a big, not a necessary factor when we're looking at being equally yoked. And you kind of started to touch on this. Mm -hmm. So what is your, your perspective as far as Alana's argument? I do agree that there's other things in the household and Alana. for Like this, where'd you just go? Go ahead. I'm back. I do agree that there are other aspects um, within the household that can make us equally yoked or not. So for one, Alana mentioned debt. So if you're making more, but then you're also spending more on, um, uh, you know, getting rid of that debt, then we're almost equal right there. And then second is drive one. So let's say you're not making 
the most at this time but I just need to see that drive that like you're not comfortable you know you're not complacent in this spot like you do strive to you know be doing more so that we can you know live a comfortable lifestyle the other thing that I'm big on is stuff in the house and that's one thing that we've had to um work on um and just had discussions about like I don't I don't want to be the 1950s version of you know a wife I don't want to be the only one cooking I don't mind just because that's personally something that I like to do and that's part of my love language if you will but when it comes to cleaning, so like cleaning dishes, cleaning the rooms, the bathroom, stuff like that, like I don't want to be the only one doing that. And especially when I was the one um, making more like to to exhaust yourself during the week and then be responsible for all of um, the housework and everything. And uh, when you come home, like it's taxing. So there has to be um, an equal, equal role there, like with maintaining the household and for instance, children. So I don't have yet, but just thinking about that, like, I don't want to be the only one that cares about tending to, you know, our child, like even for just for bonding purposes, it was good for both parents to be uh, very active in the care, the care of your child. So, um, that's where I side with Alana on the emotional aspect that there is more than just money. There's other aspects that we bring to the table that could make us uh, equal partners. All right. She said it's not all about the dollar. Tiani, do you have something to add as far as Alana's point? I think you did. You, you already know it. Um, so Tina had the stats and she had the... Um, the Bible scriptures. And so, you know, she had me, but I've lived Alana's points. I have seen households where a man is only in a provider. That that will not work for me. Now, there's somebody out there in the world that's more than just, I just want to be taken care of, but that's not going to work for me. I've seen situations where, you know, one partner um, just mismanages the money for whatever reason. And that is when you, you know, you have to realize that the money alone cannot possibly, cannot possibly be it. And, and it also takes into the fact of, yes, you have this salary, but do you know how to invest? Yes, you have this salary, but can you manage your finances? Yes, you have this salary, but can you manage your debt? My debt that's is right. only school, student loans. And uh, like the internet said, that's between Biden and God, because I don't care anymore. All right. So like <laughs> you and your debt, you need to figure it out, to be quite honest, because it's not my debt. It's just not. And, and you know, I, I've seen too many relationships where even if the finances started off one way, like Chrissy said, and then changed, now y'all can't shake back because it's an argument every night about how to spend the little you do have. So if I'm picking somebody based on salary alone, that's that's not secure at all i'm still i'm still not on solid ground so you may as well go beyond that is my point okay okay 
Um, <clears throat> so as much as I'd like to say salary is important, um, if we're just talking about money alone, I need to know that you are able to save. I need to know that you are able to um, spend properly. I need to know that you're able to invest properly. And it not saying that I need you to be some like crazy hedge funder, but you know, are you putting your money in the right place? Do you have a 401k? Do you have a 401k? Do you have you IRA? Out? Okay. Something. Let's talk about that. Retirement. Um, so, you know, <laughs> if somebody makes half of what I make for easy math, let's say I make a hundred, he makes 50. 50 is not a terrible salary. And if you're able to allocate your money to the right things, if you're paying down your student loan debt, if you are contributing to your retirement fund, if you are making sure that you're saving outside of the retirement fund and making sure that all of your bills are paid on time, we have no issue as long as I can still go to Cancun. There you go. Okay. Um, so, so for me, yes, I definitely see what Alana's talking about. It's, it's more than just salary alone. You need to be able to contribute long-term and I, I'm not a fan of the term generational wealth, but I do believe in making sure that, you know, your future is taken care of. And as long as we're able to work towards that goal, your salary is not that important. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, final uh, thoughts. So for me, and just from experience, I, like I said, I really wanna pick both sides, but I know we cannot do that and we're not picking right now. Mm -hmm. But even just personally, I've been around in a relationship where I saw potential. Potential. Potential because they carried everything else besides the salary. Mm. And which is why I would love to hear a man's point of view because I was okay with it, but the man was mm. not okay. Mm. And so... That's a conversation. And, <laughs> and so... I was like, you are amazing. You do, you cook, you clean, you, you got my car, you, uh, <laughs> you go grocery shopping. You, uh, like he just did so much, but he was not comfortable with me basically being the person who was the breadwinner or who he was like, I know you like this type of stuff. I can't give you that right now. So it was, I, like I don't I, like that's why I agree with both, but I would really love to hear a man's perspective. And you, mm. for me, you have to be a solid man within yourself. Yes. To, in order to know that it is okay for her to be the breadwinner, because just like Chrissy Sweat, it can said it can easily switch, right? Yeah. You mm -hmm. like that's what said potential. We can see the potential. But that person may be like, I'm not where I need to be in order to make this relationship work. Because whatever was said a long, 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 long time ago, the man has to be the breadwinner. And of course, we know currently women, especially black Balling. women, black women, mm -hmm. 
are some are the head of the household and it's okay know that it's okay i support you in whatever you do you may have a nine to five but you may want to be an entrepreneur okay so do the nine to five shit and what we about to do together so that we make sure whatever dream you have becomes a reality so that eventually you can become the breadwinner and i feel like for me it's an easy answer but for whoever you're going to be with if they're like not saying that every man's not a man, man, but like certain men who still have like that old South mentality where like, I have to be the person who takes care of everything. It just sometimes don't work. So I definitely see both sides um, mm. of the argument for myself. But if the other person I feel like does not, then it's not going to work out. No, that's, that's super real. Yeah, that's that super is. real. Okay. So before we get the perspectives of our debaters and myself, um, let's do a vote. Now, just a reminder, we're voting based off of their arguments. How well do they do support their argument? Not whether you agree with what they said. Mm-hmm. How well do they support their arguments? So let's toss it up. Tiani, Yo. who you got? Um, I am going to vote for Alana. Okay. Um, though I am a numbers type of girl and definitely a Bible type of girl, um, Amen. That reality is something else, boy. Oh, that <laughs> that reality, your past, whoo, it's there. It is there. It, it, it is it's something to learn from. So I'm going Alana. All right. That's a point for Alana. Christy, who you got? Don't be nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. We'll still we be still your Huh? I said, we'll still be your friend. We'll still be your friend. Look at Tenna, though. Be for yourself, Alana. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Tenna chose violence today, so I I can't. She did. She chose violence since early this morning. Don't worry about that. Tenna definitely had me in the beginning. One, we're speaking about the yoke and just the plain definition of it. If I'm pulling two animals together, they need to be equally matched. So there was that as well as um the lifestyle maintenance you were mentioning and even starting families and being able to take care of that and having salaries match so that it'll be basically an easier load if you will and then alana um maybe switched it for me with bringing in things like household contributing and also debt So if you're making a lot and it just cancels itself out because you're in this much debt, like we're still not equally (laughs) yoked when it comes to salary. So I think I'm gonna have to go with Alana. Mm. Sorry. That's that's two for Miss Alana Boo. Lindsay, who you got? Unmute. Okay, so... (laughs) Oh, sorry, I had to mute y'all because, you know, I got a little furry friend back here. <laughs> hey, Marley. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with Tina. And I'm okay. going to go with Tina because I believe that her point actually is for both sides of the argument. Ooh. When she said you want to make sure that the person whatever that bar is holding those two ops together or chickens or donkeys, whatever y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is, it ha- you have to have some type of balance. And it, 
for me, balance is not just money. It's everything that we have discussed this entire conversation. And so that's the reason I'm going to go with Tina because I just like how she explained the whole piece. And I think for me, I agree with both sides. And guess what? I'm the bar in the middle with the balance. Ooh, okay, <laughs> bar in the middle. Miss <laughs> Page. Make it, it was, this is a little interesting. We got two for Alana, one for Tina. Okay. That means Alex has to be the tiebreaker. Is that what we're saying? If, if it is a tie. If, 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 if it is a tie. Depending. Ooh, depending. Ooh. I will be the You jump in the gut. Paige. <laughs> okay. So this was difficult. I love the Bible verses. I love the data. Um, knowing how high up we are or like how unique us educated black women are. Dang, I need to set my dating game up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, no more bumble. No more bumble. <laughs> As I'm looking at these, um, but we will take a sponsorship. <laughs> no. Continue. Um, however, when you look at, is it is salary a thing that? should be considered when being equally yoked and i'm looking at everything that it should be considered to be equally yoked for me i consider are are you family oriented are you a follower of christ are you um you know patient loving kind and things like that you better put your profile out there <laughs> he's giving me the bible verse again right let them know what you're looking for, boy. loving kind. At it's underscore Piggot on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god! I'm accepting. The link answer. in the bio. Link well, in the I bio. Hope you link in the bio. Accepting applications for the summer. <laughs> Hello. No, we're having a hot girl summer. Forget that. No, I'm just kidding. Fall 2021. I will have Fall my vaccine by June. Okay. <laughs> um, I I do feel like. Oh, it's so hard because I want to say it is important, but it's it's not. But that's not what you're voting on. Okay, voting no. on. So it's so okay. So no. Right. Right. Argument. Argument. Yes. It is not everything. And so with that said, I'm gonna have to go with Alana because even salary is a small portion of finance, which is a huge part of being equally yoked. Yes. So do you know how to handle your salary? So with that said, I'm going to go with Alana. And with that tallied up, Alana is our Isla Debates winter. Mm. And I'm going for Alana today. She's what? Whoop the net. Here we go. All right. So we're back. Now, before I jump in, to check back in with my debaters, we're going to get their real viewpoints to see how they actually feel. Um, I just wanted to get my viewpoint real quick. So like a lot of you all, I'm kind of in the middle too. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that it becomes a life balance for me. I think salary from a, mon from a numerical standpoint is not necessarily the big factor, but like Alana and a lot of people said, it's how you manage that money. You can make $100,000 and have no idea how to spend that money. And it's like you made $50,000. Um, and I've learned that just from life because I've gone from a place where I was in that top tier to now where I'm a resident, I make a lot less money. But if you can't manage money at either state, 
then it doesn't matter how much you make, you can't manage it. Also to that, in a relationship, it's not just money. There's a lot of other factors that goes with that. So I think the real big thing is that it's not so much salary is, an, is um, the main criteria, but I do think that it should be more of just a financial education and your financial like health is kind of the, the real thing that we're looking at. How do you manage money? What's your history with money? Um, there are people who grew up poor and had this like kind of toxic relationship with money where they don't want to spend it because they're so afraid they're going to lose it. Um, but also to that people who you are the breadwinner. And I get really iffy with that whole breadwinner title because it's like, yes, you may make more money in that relationship, but does that necessarily mean that you run this house? No. So if we're supposed to be in this in a partnership, even though you may contribute more money, I don't necessarily mean that means that your vote is supreme. And I think sometimes that's kind of what it, it becomes. And so that when you had those instances of where the finances may switch and now maybe you're the breadwinner and he's not, you have a man who's like, well, I don't know my role anymore. Well, it's the same as it was before. It's just that the, the numbers are a little different, you know? And so I think that's like Lindsay said, that's a conversation. You kind of have to have those conversations with somebody from the beginning about how do you feel about money? You know, how do you feel about your role in this relationship? How do you feel about us as equals? And, you know, and I think that's the big thing with the equally yoked. Do we see each other as equals? So if we're supposed to be balancing each other, do you see me as your partner? Someone who can carry the load as you, as you would. And do I see you as someone who's carrying the load? So I think it's a deeper conversation than just money. All right. That's my two, three cent. I like that. Miss Tenna. I feel like you have so much to say, my love. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Tell well, us I how you really feel, girl. Tell us how I you really robbed. feel. Okay. First, let's discuss why I was robbed. I know I'm being robbed. I genuinely feel like, based on how people spoke before they voted, it was like, I agree with Tenna's argument, but I feel like blah, blah, blah. In which case, we're not voting on the debaters I feel like the vote was driven by how people feel but that's just me being bitter I've been trolling all week I'm still gonna troll right now so <laughs> I'm trolling but that's how I feel I feel like everybody started off with tennis debate was great but this is how I feel so then in that case we're not voting on the debate she doesn't like butts, guys she doesn't like butts <laughs> <laughs> but how do I feel I honestly feel like salary is not everything um, and the reason why is because I've been with my husband for 13 years. We've been married for five years in July. And the, thank y'all. But the, the things that have challenged our relationship the most is not finances. It is how we treat each other. It's how we work together. And I still am going to go back to that equally yoked being equally yoked has much more to do with how you work together mm. and not the work power that you bring mm. okay that so, I, he said, well, i wish i had that quote when i was right i'm gonna give it to you again i just made that up but it it's how you work together it's not your work power and so john and i are learning you know with a kid we are relearning how to work together to support each other because the ways I need to be supported are drastically different than before we had a kid and the ways he needs to be supported is different so it's like 
sure, we had the same work power, we had the same tools, but we're having to use them differently now that mm. we have kids. So mm. I actually don't agree with my argument. But the one thing I would say is that I almost convinced myself with my argument when I did the research because the example with Christy switching incomes and the page said, just for simple math, we're going to do 150. You guys are bringing these examples and based on the stats I told you, this is still not normal America. Like Christy, I don't know what you make, but I do know that both you and your husband are educated. I know that you have a degree. I know that you guys have a certain lifestyle that might, you know, I don't know if it's luxurious, but it's like I said, the median income in the U.S. is for full-time employees, $38,000, which means that half of America is below that point in working full-time. And to, it's easy to say, are we going to make $100,000 or $150,000 in Paige's example? But when you're talking about, are we going to make $40,000 together as a household or $30,000 together as a household, which the numbers I'm showing is a real choice for a lot of people, I think that the idea of switching careers and flip-flopping whose income is not an option for a lot of America. And I didn't quite realize that. Like, it's easy to flip-flop incomes when you guys are on either side of 60K, either side of 70K. Mm. You might not even think about quitting your job in, like Alex did and getting into a new field. If you're starting at 30K and you have kids and a family, like... These are privileged choices and I didn't have that perspective before now. So that almost convinced me that income should be equally yoked. But again, just like everybody said, based on my personal experience, it's how you work together is the most important thing. I have a question in regards to what your argument you was. Um, <laughs> Girl, it's blurred. It's blurred out. Saying, what are we doing here? Since you want to be fancy. <laughs> I think you need to find a Sharpie too. You said what I said? I said what I said. <laughs> oh yeah, teach your eyes, baby. I can read that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. So in regards to what your argument was, so when you were talking about like what, you know, the median salary is and, you know, how much you need to survive and all these things. Um, and we've already established that, you know, we are educated women. So, you know, we kind of don't fall in that median category. So then my question would be, okay, let's say you have two people who are just, you know, regular degular folks. I don't know, no shade, but, you know, and they both make, you know, let's say $35,000 or whatever. So in the, in the context of this argument where their salaries are similar, would they be equally yoked? Because they're making, you know, similar pay. I mean, even though, you know, because the world is set up to where they still might be struggling, you know, they're, they're in the context of this argument they're on the same you know playing field as far as their money goes so would they be equally yoked because if not then it's like well who are they supposed to be with because we're saying they're not equally yoked to somebody making 70k you know because they don't make enough so I guess that's where it gets to me with the whole salary like just because you don't make 35,000 and some industries just don't like some industries you just don't make that kind of money yeah um but, so I, but, like, I think the, but I think, Alex, the stats that I'm showing, so I showed that the median household income, so two people, is 68K. So right. in that case, yeah, there are a bunch of people who are both making 30K living together. I think right. your question is, are they equally yoked? And it's like the data is telling us that's the majority of America. 
So is so, that a yes? So, but the point I, I think is, that's, but the point when it goes is, back to lifestyle, whether whether if we whatever the salary may be, if we both broke <laughs> and we can't manage our money, I don't care how much we make, we both gonna be combating each other because we still broke and we still can't pay bills and we still incurring more debt. You know what I mean? Like, and we still can't buy pampers for my crying child. Like regardless of my income, whether we both at 100, both at 50, both at 15, we're still going to have these issues in the household, regardless of how much money is coming in. That was my point that I was trying to make. Like, regardless of the paycheck on either side of the fence, you know what I mean? We need to be equally yoked in more than just money. And I agree with you. And that's why I said it's how you work together. Like that is the number that has to come before everything. Like if you guys cannot work together, then the rest is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. So when y'all started throwing out salaries and stuff, and I don't want to sound like I'm a gold digger. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't messing with no bro. Sorry. I ain't messing with no bro. But the thing is, to me, when you start talking about salaries, your mindset is different altogether. And I, and like, so I'm not saying you have to make the same amount as me, but I think when it's equally, like, even if you make less, your mindset still has to be the same as mine. And so if you're making $15,000 and you riding around on the passenger side, uh, with your homie, I can't really take you seriously and have a serious relationship because we don't even got the same mindset. That's so, fair. like, some at some point, salary does come into play just because even even educational background comes into play. Like, and that's not to say there are there are rich entrepreneurs who ain't, who did not go to school, but their mindset is on a totally different playing field than somebody who has a job and is okay with making, I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm just. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Tiani. And then I want to jump to Alana. I think the key question. word here is salaried. You are now comparing salaried people to hourly people, and that's two completely different arguments. So now we're talking about income. Yeah, okay, even still, the question was salary, because hourly people don't have health insurance, so now you got a whole nother problem. Hourly people don't have that's not true. Most hourly people do not have health insurance. Like I work for Mary. And even then it's still a different lifestyle because if I need if our kid has something that pops up last minute and you're hourly, you cannot up and go. You cannot up and leave. PT always different. It's a different lifestyle altogether. I'm hourly now. I'm not salaried anymore. When I was at Discover, I was hourly. Yeah, I'm hourly too. I did dental. Well, no, that's not true. I'm salaried. I'm not talking about healthcare and dental. And what I can say is your, even though you were hourly, your mindset is still different because you knew that everybody has to go to college. But I know y'all went to college. I know that like for what, like your mindset is just different than somebody. It's your drive. Who grew up in a household where everybody, everybody hourly, everybody trying to make it to the next paycheck, everybody trying to like, 
Like, I don't know how to explain it because I don't want to degrade people. I think I think my point was more along the lines of the salary people think about investments more than the hourly people. Salary people think about retirement more than the hourly person. So once you bring hourly people into it, it does become a different argument. Again, like Lindsay saying, I ain't down to nobody. I grew up poor. I didn't realize I was poor till I went to Howard. But you know, shout out to all of y'all. But uh, I, I, I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, not me. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah, it's it's a different conversation when you go from you know salary to hourly. Is all I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Alana, I did just want to get your perspective as far as your argument. You know, what is your actual take on the the conversation? I'm new. Do you agree with I'm your? I'm not argument? new to this. I'm true to this. <laughs> <laughs> so you just a thug, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Nah, I agree with my argument, and okay. I didn't. I. I realized as I was formulating these thoughts at about 12 p.m. that, you know. <laughs> That's when I did mine. <laughs> She's been threatening you all week. Uh, to the listeners, it's not even three. Not. <laughs> no, it's a four o'clock page. It's 4.15. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I formulated these thoughts, but I backed my thoughts with real life examples. You feel me? Like, things that I was thinking about, like either through my own personal experience or somebody close to me, parents, uncle, aunt, what have you, you know what I mean? Like knowing what they have gone through, like F that, like just because, and I'm, I'm using male as the breadwinner just because of the fact that that's what my examples were, but not saying, you know, because black women is making the money, okay? <laughs> we are where the money resides. Oh, so what I'm saying, say it again? Can you say it one more time? <laughs> black men, women are where the money resides. And that's how Mary had a little in. <laughs> so um, what I'm saying is from the examples, though, that I was thinking about, I mean, the males were the breadwinner, but the females in the relationship were doing everything else. And that shit ain't it and I I remember thinking to myself like this is not what's gonna happen in my household you know what I mean and and me and my husband have had conversations about this time and time again because like we cannot fall into that cycle we will not be together falling into that cycle because I cannot mentally be in that space I can't be bringing home money whether I'm the breadwinner or not I'm still taking my behind work every day, regardless of what my check is, regardless of whether I'm salary, hourly, whether I got benefits or not, I'm going to work every day, just like you are. So yes, we are putting in the same amount of work. And then for us to come home and I am the only one maintaining the household, that's not okay. You know what I mean? Like there is more to just a nine to five or whatever. So I think that's where I stood and that was my tenacious ego. Oh, I see that was my case, you know. So, so can I can yes. I get to what Lindsay said about feeling bad about this money and the mindset for this money? You shouldn't feel bad because there was two things I was trying to get with the stats. One thing was that the majority of America does not have a lot of money. And like that needs to be a consideration. And these things that we're talking about with switching careers, these are privileged things. But then the other thing that I wanted to just point out with the black woman being up 2%, if you make above 100K or um, I had 
14% if you make above 75K is it's hard. It is hard to make that amount of money. It takes a certain mindset to break through all of these barriers. And, you know, we are used to, you know, being strategic. I'm not saying we're working harder, but to, to break through to these salary incomes, you have to be strategic about getting there, about what education you want to have, about what career field you want to have. And so it sometimes, it, it, it is a consideration for someone who has the strategy to get there. And it's fair for you to want someone who has that similar strategizing mindset. Mm -hmm. It's not always just a matter of working hard. I don't work harder than someone just because I make more money. I just strategize to make money. So I don't, I think it boils down to like equally yoked is a personal preference, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I, at the end of the day, I actually agree with Alana's perspective, but I'm commenting on Lindsay because Lindsay had this like apprehension, like, I don't want to feel like a gold digger. It's like, you, those weren't your words, but you didn't want to be focused on money. And it's like, it's not that you're focused on money. It's just that you're recognizing how hard it was to get to where you are and that you want someone with an equally, um, with an equal strategic mindset. And for me, and that's fair. And for, but even, even after that, it wasn't, it's not even that. And I'm speaking on a previous year's relationship I had. It wasn't necessary. I didn't care what he made. I ain't, this, this nigga worked odd as jobs for two years. We was good, but he wasn't good with the situation. So at the end of the day, as a woman, if, and that's what, that's what is where potential come up and, you know, we'd be like, we sick of dating potential. I done, I done fought up so many niggas. Listen. I done got you, I done helped you get this job where you now are salary, you now have benefits. And at the end of the day, you're still trying to work on yourself and saying that you have a mindset of what equally yoked is but then i guess that goes back to when you're dating especially now being old um sure. old, but those are conversations i'm assuming you want to have up front yeah with like <laughs> you're old uh conversations you want to have up front like i don't care i don't care about the money but if you care about the money then clearly that's not gonna work out for you and People have mixed feelings about Steve Harvey, but he and a lot of other men made the point that a man will not want to settle down with anybody until he's okay with himself. Mm -hmm. And sadly, a lot of men believe that money will fix their trauma. And it, mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and that's, we all know that's not the case, but they, men will not commit to you or anyone um, until they feel like they're in a place where they can provide a certain type of life for you. And, and, and this is just men I know, I'm sure men y'all know, like, it doesn't matter how much they like going to the dude you talking about, like, if none of what you said matter because it was never about you, it was always about him. He needed to be what he needed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that again, had nothing to do with you. It was just like, I have this idea of myself and until I reach this idea of myself and I'm, I'm not worthy of x y and z right a relationship you know and and going along with tiani's point about i guess in a way that's like reaching a man's purpose i think that it's important to note that we are 
seven women that are essentially in STEM. So we are probably going to make a lot more money than a lot of people, as Tina pointed out, right? And so I think that as long as a man has a career that he's passionate about and it's looked at as a career and not an odd job that he might lose tomorrow and now we're wondering where are we going to live how are we going to feed ourselves what's going to go like what's next i think that most women would not care or most people wouldn't care you know about somebody's salary it's like are you passionate about your career and what you're doing and the support. So going back to um, just to emphasize or further elaborate on the switch, right? For me and my, it also happened at a time just before he got the job that he has now. So it became more of a consideration and a discussion because it was temp. So his could be gone tomorrow. They could say, we don't need this one anymore. And I'm taking the leap to making like half or less than half of what I was making at the time. So there's that, those discussions that need to be had as well as the faith in each other that it'll work itself out type of thing. So like, faith one that Paige mentioned whatever it may be in right and then um just the support support within one another and the having those conversations and um yeah yeah and the communication (laughs) so make or break any relationship regardless of money regardless of any other thing else like not being not being able to communicate with your significant other and express how you feel it. Who y'all laughing at? Right. Lindsay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she know what she did. <sighs> oh, when I said regardless of the whatever. So all I'm saying is <laughs> being able to communicate with your significant other and know one if if it's a situation where they are making all this money, but they are miserable at their job and they just want to quit, you know what I mean? And start a new career or quit and do whatever the hell they feel like, drive across country because that's always been a passion of theirs. Like that type of thing needs to be, (laughs) that type of thing needs to be talked about. You can no longer, and, and I'm speaking on marriage. I'm not speaking on boyfriend, girlfriend. You know what I mean? But that type of thing cannot be a solo decision. That type of thing cannot be, well, I just feel like, so this is what I'm going to do. You know how you now have someone else to consider and, you know, their feelings, how, how they would want to um, handle a situation. You now have that to consider. So, I mean, when, when you're looking at this, when I was looking at this situation, I was thinking more so like in a marriage and not just necessarily just dating because these are things I'm looking at while I'm dating you, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to make sure. Um, so what do you think about this? What, what would you do in this situation? I would yeah. give in 
my husband, I was giving him hypothetical situations left yes, and right. Can you like yes. some of those down? So I yes, interview questions. <laughs> I, I really yes, was because I'd be like, or I'd see something that I was watching, and I'd be like, well, what would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Like, really him. But I really need to know, like, where your mindset is. What are you thinking about in this type of situation? You know what What's I mean? What's important and, to you? Right, right. And, and then the when it came to money, like, he thought when we were dating, before we had the finance discussion, he thought I made more money than him. But I managed my money better than him. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. he was making 30K more than me. Oh, wow. But he was still check to check. You know what I mean? So it was just like how you managing your money makes, makes a, a big, big difference, difference as well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's just a lot I think more that's one me. thing we lack in the black community though as well is financial literacy. Um, mm-hmm. I think financial literacy and it's still so it's still a little bit taboo talking about money within relationships like people still don't really want to tell nobody what they make and like you know you got money here and there and you know and it's one thing to not tell the warrior business, but if I'm getting ready to create a household and a life with you, you know, there I has to be to a know. sense of trust. Why the hell would I want to live with you if I don't even trust you enough to tell you what my money look like? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So there has to be that open communication of like, this is, you know, my salary is, this is how I manage my money. This is what kind of investments I have. What's this is what I have for the forward? future. Hmm? So what's your FICO score? Do you know how to check your credit score? Right. Y'all follow budget. There's, I there's do. a statistic out there that says um, like the number one reason for divorces is finances. And I cannot remember where I heard this. Uh, it must have been some podcast, but they were saying that it's actually like communication about finances mm-hmm. are the number one reason for divorces. So please have the conversation <laughs> but can i can i talk on this communication piece because okay like it's not just communication it's one thing to have the conversation but i have never had issues in my marriage for lack of communication okay on the back side of communicating is respecting mm-hmm. and the other side of the communication is that you're going to come up with opinions that you might necessarily agree on, but if it's something important to your partner, you should respect them enough that if they say this is a top priority for me, then for certain things, I'm not saying for everything, because you're not going to agree on everything, but sometimes it's like, if this is important to me, I need it to be important to you. So it's like, I don't think that when people say communication, it's that they aren't talking enough or they're not arguing enough. If you've gotten a divorce, I'm sure you've had plenty of arguments about it. And it's about respecting what's being said in the conversations, mm-hmm. not just having the conversations. So I think it's just the, the two pieces. Like, yes, communication is important, but I don't need you to listen to what I'm saying. I need you to act on what I'm saying and respect me enough to act on it. Mm-hmm. That's, That's, That's all good. <laughs> All right, guys, we've had an awesome conversation. A lot of great points were made. Let's wrap this conversation up. Before we get out of here, does anyone have any last minute conversations? I mean, questions, conversations, gems they want to drop. What y'all got? Real quick. So I have a question for all the single ladies. If you're single, say I. 
Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Double tap. Okay, so um, <laughs> like, comment, I, subscribe. My question for all the married, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Okay, so my comment for all the married women, after having this conversation, what as you as you were dating, or if anything popped up, I love how Alana said like when she was dating um, her husband, she would be like she would just drop like little gems and not necessarily making it noticeable, but like just having a conversation because it's gonna put me up on game. Like how you really feeling? Mm-hmm. What do you think? And this I want a response from everybody who's <laughs> Mary, Christy, Tina, Alana. What is something key you should probably try to ask, if not ask, but like try to figure out the answer for how your significant other feels about what we've been talking about. Christy? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think asking the, if we go hypothetical or just direct, I just ask about future stuff. So like, what are your goals? What are you reaching towards? What are you trying to get to? And then in that sense, since we're talking about uh, finances, like, um, and then maybe what do you have in place that's getting you towards those, towards those goals? So like, whether it be, the savings or investments or let's say maybe you're looking for advice yourself mm-hmm. or not maybe you just want to see if they're actually into investing and all that like asking you know um asking for tips or anything like that on saving or investments or um attaining future goals mm-hmm. that's what i'll say since i was put on the spot <laughs> <laughs> tenna alana what you got I'll go. I think that, again, I'm just not a huge fan of talking. Like, talking is great, but most times people will say something agreeable. <laughs> so I think that, again, the key is learning how to work together. So it's like, if you're engaged or considering being engaged, I think it's great to set goals together and see if you guys, you know, assuming that you've had that baseline conversation, right? Because I'm saying that the baseline conversation isn't a big deal. Assuming you've had that, then are there goals you can set together or individually set your own personal goals, but discuss them together and encourage each other and work towards a result together? Because you guys might be at starting points that, you know, who knows what the starting point is, but at the end of the day, can you achieve your financial goals together? Can you save up for an engagement party? Can you save up for a wedding ring? Can you both save 5K within one year? Like that to me is super important, learning how to work together. Mm-hmm. All right, Elena. I will, I will piggyback off of what Tenna said, but also like, I don't know. I, and I think, okay, if you would have asked me this a couple of years ago, I am not the big communicator, right? But now like this Negro got me talking, right? So <laughs> now I'm like, I need to know what you're thinking. I need to know your thought process. I need to know like 
how you view different things, right? So to me, that comes with asking questions. And like I said earlier, like throwing out scenarios that I saw on Love and Hip Hop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what would you do in this situation? You know what I mean? Like, how you going to act? So, would you take Saweetie's car? Oh, baby! <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna let you finish. That's the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you are sitting there thinking, like, damn, what would this nigga do? Then that's something. I mean, ask, shoot. And and even though, like, sometimes it is all talk. Once you get to a certain point in your relationship, like, you're really going to be expressing how you think and what you would do in these situations. And then I would also say, even though I haven't done my part, and this would have been a really good idea if we were dating, but creating a life plan right? It doesn't involve the other person, but you creating your own life plan. And that way you get to understand like their thought process on what they see happening in their future. You know what I mean? Whether that includes you or not, you know what I mean? Like, do you want to have kids? Do you think it's important to start saving for retirement? And what does that number look like? Are you looking into, you know, talking to a financial planner or a financial advisor so that you know what to do with your money that you have coming in, regardless of what that paycheck says, you know what I mean? Do you know how to manage that money? And do you have somebody that helps you do so? So, I mean, a lot of that to me comes with communication. And so that's always my biggest thing, like asking questions, even though like sometimes I would be like, damn, should I ask this? But you got to bite the bullet. You know what I mean? Like if I'm thinking about marriage, you know what I mean? That next step, then I need to know. So you got to talk to me. Especially if you're at that point where you're about to make that final right. that decision, then mm-hmm. like all questions are fair game. Mm-hmm. Can I say something as a single lady? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Um, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I feel like at the same token, there's a period of dating where talking about money is feels a little inappropriate. Um, and so what I've learned to do is like peep game. Mm-hmm. I see you eat out a lot. I see your rent is late. Why you see that, sis? <laughs> people will tell you. People will, if you I sit see. quietly, people will tell you. I see, oh, I see so you asking me for 20 bucks. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Who are we dating? She's, She's in Philly, y'all. <laughs> They're not paying their car note. They just be telling you this, girl. You must be the man whisperer because (laughs) (laughs) they decided to let their credit score drop because not this month. I mean, and people might not even be be saying these direct statements, but you know, peep game. Yeah. Ladies, single ladies, peep game. game, But we're also above. All of us are above 30. So once you peek any of these factors that Paige mentioned, it's time to go. Paige, we're all above 30. Stop it. I'm 27. Bye. Don't lie to the people. (laughs) Who who is 30? 
30. What's you know, that? Except for Paige. To Paige, knowing if your rent was like, which seems like a, I don't know why you would know that. I do agree. I think that there are a lot of things you can kind of observe just from paying attention about people's, how they, their financial health, you know, whether, you know, they t- maintain themselves, you know, do they seem to be spending an excessive amount of money all the time? Um, do they always seem to like be making comments like, dang, I ain't got it or, you know, whatever the case is, but they always traveling. Like you can kind of see people's habits about- now I was gonna say, plan a trip, can you come? Right, you right. plan a trip, but <laughs> right. I'm chasing you down for money. How people tip, which personally wow. as a former bartender and current bartender, that's an indication. Oh, Alex, too. I just started tipping real good. And it ain't because I didn't have Always check. It didn't have money to tip. It was just because it was just a mature thing. Because for me, if you didn't give me the service that I thought you should give me, okay, we're not gonna make this conversation. That's a whole conversation. <laughs> my point that's is, that's my a, point that's is, I do think power. there are subtle hints that you can pick up on on how people manage and just kind of their financial responsibility and responsibility in life. I do think there are little tidbits that you can pick up on about people handling that. So I do. I agree with Paige to that point. In the beginning, before you get to that place where it is appropriate to be asking those questions, because do not ask me my salary on the first day. I will walk out. That is- Do not ask me my credit score. Do not ask me how much I'm saving. Don't ask me how much my rent is. None but of that's Paige, good what is the, what date are you on when they're telling you they're- Okay, okay. Before we <laughs> fall down that rabbit hole, I'm gonna say, I want to thank up. you all. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> It's time to um, go. I want to thank everybody for listening. To you know who you are. I hope you paid your rent this month. The inaugural episode of It's the Debate Podcast. I hope you guys have fun with us. Um, and check us out um, on the next episode where we have another dope topic to talk about. But until then, peace. Hello. Adios.